I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew Jump. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Break Evens, brought to you by Blue Wealth Property, the very best in the game. They've got a couple of uh, big shows coming up over the next few weeks, and uh, to introduce those, and to bring him in, my little 5'8", T. Williams, doing? Mate, just good to be back at the bar, as usual, for another Wednesday. Good to uh, have the support of Blue Wealth Property, who, speaking of, well through pop- property, a couple of events coming up. Live, Sydney Olympic Park, Tuesday the 30th of May at 6.30. Hilton Hotel, Sydney CBD, must be nice there. Thursday the 1st of June, 6.30pm. So links to those in the description of the YouTube video. can jump in there. can also watch them remotely via the website. Heaps of listeners have been linking up. There's a couple of uh, events up in Queensland last week and we had a heap of beers and break-ins. This is jump into that and learn a stack from Tony and Morts and the team. So, yeah, couldn't recommend any more, mate. And for the people that have attended them, I've heard so many positive reviews. It's not even funny. Yeah. They're loving it. So, unreal stuff. Uh, if you can't find that link or you're listening on podcast or on social media, whatever it might be, receive, reach out to myself or Timmy at Rugby League Girl SC Playbook and we'll send you in the right Preferably direction. Preferably Guru. I'm pretty busy, man. So. Oh, mate, he's very busy. Very busy. <laughs> when, when you take a thousand more shots at golf than anyone else, you have your hands full, don't you? Well, said shots at goal, mate. I spent my uh, <laughs> I spent my Wednesday afternoons down at Shark Park just knocking them over from the sideline. Of course you do. No doubt about it. Um, all right, mate. Uh, our results this week. Uh, as you can see, the big dog sitting on my side, 12-30. A Goliath score. How good. I love how you didn't even bother about the ceremony this week. No. You just pre-show, put it there. You're like, you know what? Done. Yeah, it's staying there. I, I, I don't like swapping. So 12.30 for me, uh, which I thought I beat Tim. So I thought, oh, this will be all right. I'll go up a little bit. I think I went up 400 spots. So I'm currently sitting 15,536. Green arrows though, Tim, which is all I need at the moment. Yeah. Just, I, as I said last week, every second week I beat you by 30. Then every other week you beat me by 100 and I make no ground whatsoever. Yeah, mate, you don't need... Uh too big a score to go up from 50k, so you'll be hoping for green arrows. <laughs> the the style's not the best week, 1,201, so I was thinking, 
I think maybe a little bit below par where at the end of lockout and I dropped a thousand spots to 5,400 overall. So wasn't thrilled with it, mate. But uh, yeah, once again, the, the side looks all right. Pretty happy with things as they stand. And I'd love to jag that thousand odd back this week and squad no, no Warriors players, so no one on the bye this week. Uh, I'd like to jag you another 500 to 1,000 to be back up around the 4,000 heading into the buy period, which I, I'd be pretty happy with. Now, uh, without taking the piss, I'm being 100% honest here. When we were sitting there doing the live stream on Friday night, it felt like all your players were on fire. I thought you were going to have a huge weekend at that point. Well, they, Maybe that was just my own insecurities. but Yeah. I mean, you, you're talking to a Tedesco owner at the same time. You're talking to a bloke who owns yeah. Tedesco and Joey Manu. Yeah, okay. So Manu injured Fair. Teddy. You know, the Roosters didn't get off the, the floor, did they? And then... Peachy was the big one that I kept going nuts about. I didn't play him. So he was awesome, but I was sitting there going, cash gen, cash gen, cash gen. So it was uh, a little deceiving. There was also a certain Scott Sorensen $34 try score that may have uh, <laughs> clouded your memory a little bit. Jeez, it clouded far <laughs> out. What a knock that was. Well done to you. Thanks, really, really happy for you. Yeah. Everyone in the room being on it except you. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. Love everyone else winning money but me. Um, now, as far as our group goes this week, still in the lead is X. He's actually dropped a third overall in Supercoach. So he's Has been he a, really? Yeah, he's third overall. So he's been uh, wrangled in a little bit there. Uh, I love all the chat. Oh, this bloke's so fired in front already. His team looks good. It'll take some catching and good luck to him. And I really do hope X bounce back and, and wins the whole thing. But how many times do you have to say it? It's a very long season and Supercoach is a very fickle game. I mean, three weeks later, the Hackers isn't even in the top two. There you go. There you go. So third place uh, overall and leading our group is X, the mystery man. Uh, as far as last week's score, though, we had Michael, uh, who's the coach of the Sydney 17ers. That's nice. Uh, 1,430. <coughs> Six, so a really, really nice score there. So, Michael, mate, reach out. Uh, email beers and breakevens at gmail.com. Uh, I think the prize winners in the last few weeks should have got their balls and hats uh, last Thursday. So, they will be on their way if they haven't arrived yet. But, Michael, reach out, mate, send an email because I'll give you the hot tip. I won't be chasing you up. Mm. No way. Correct. And, mate, we will be closing off entries to that group this Sunday night. So I thought it was a fairly fitting time heading into the buy period where the, the big ground can be made up for those overall players. Sunday night, conclusion of round 12, I'm going to go through and screenshot every single entry in our unlimited group. It's going to take about three days to get them all done. But that means that by end of season, when we look at the winner, if you weren't in the group by end of round 12, I'll know and it will go to second place. For sure, and we have so got a uh, little hand from Supercoach to make sure we are double-checking all that and make sure we've got it all in place. So yeah. round 12 is the cutoff. The, so if you're making your team round 13. The code is 353-745. Get in. 353-745. How good. Not sure if I mentioned it, but I used to catch the 353 bus, Timmy. Some of the great memories of my childhood. Yeah, 353. Green triangle. Yeah. <laughs> Green triangle. Now good. I'm surprised I let you on. All right. Uh, oh, now. You, you're definitely up the front getting picked on, weren't you? <laughs> no doubt. But no doubt whatsoever. <laughs> Had half of the uh, South Sydney under-17s team sitting on the back seats. So that was always good fun with our Vega boys pumping down the back going off. Always a good time. Um, all right. Let's have a look at... Actually, before we get to Seamless Tuesday, a very special week on the Rugby League calendar. We've obviously got Indigenous round, and uh, myself and Timmy thought, just take a little trip down memory lane, and we're going to talk about some current guys too, but 
obviously some of the Indigenous players that Rugby League has produced over the year has just been unbelievable. Some of the most entertaining players to ever exist. And we thought we'd talk about some of the most, some of the best Indigenous Supercoach players, some of the guys that have lit it up over the last few years. <coughs> For me, uh, I always, when I think, you know, Indigenous Supercoach players, my first year of draft, my first pick, I've got him third pick overall, Jonathan Thurston. He won a Dally M that year. I think he averaged about 85 that season, and that was in 2014. Mm. JT just lit it up. I personally think, I know he won the comp in 15, but I think 2014 is his best individual form we ever saw, and I had him in my draft team. He was tremendous. The other one I want to touch on, that kills me because we <laughs> didn't have him last year, but Trell Mitt, oh. wow. Wow. What a footballer. Uh, super coach wise it was a game I remember watching last year when I didn't own him. I think it was against the Warriors. He was on about 16 points after about 30 minutes or something like that. And then in a 15-minute period, I think he scored 120 points. Ugh. And then they took him off. And I was just like, thank God, I couldn't have sat through any more of that. So, JT, probably my favourite Indigenous Supercoach player of all time. Trell Mitt, though. I, I actually don't know. I, I haven't owned Troll Mint in probably three years. And now I think later this year might be the time for me to buy the bullet. I think he's just too good at the moment. Who stands out to you, mate? Yeah, I remember that. I was enjoying a nice little mid-season getaway to had a weekend in Byron Bay for that Troll Mint game. Single-handedly just screwed my whole weekend. I was like, you know what, screw it. I don't want to be here. I was the smuggest prick in the world after 25 minutes. <coughs> so I was sitting yeah. in the lounge gum. Told you. Yeah. And you'll go off with 20 to go. Yep. Uh, so, mate, on the funny enough, the same team, but Cody Walker, who every time you think he's going, you know, he's getting on in age, he's going to fade out a little bit. Trell's going to steal his starts. He just manages to turn it on again. And I mean, look at his numbers the past five years: averaging seventy-three this year, fifty-seven last year. All right, bit of a downer. The three years before that: 84, 74, 65. Obviously, holds a, a very warm place in my heart for breaking the Supercoach record back in twenty twenty. The year I came second. Thought he'd got me over the line, but not quite. But, yeah, so him and Cam Murray going rampant that, that game against the Roosters when they put 60 on him. So always a, a good place in my heart for Cody Walker. Mate, Andrew Fafita. <laughs> like, players new to Supercoach will know him as the back end of his career, playing limited minutes off the bench. And funnily enough, he did some damage for me last year. I brought him into my side off the bench, at like bottom dollar, and he made a bit of coin and scored all right. But when he was at his peak, he was playing big minutes. He would offload just about every time he went into contact. He'd tackle bastard. He loved tries. I fondly remember one game of Supercoach years ago, probably about six, seven years ago, and I captained him. And it went, there was about 10 minutes left into the game, and he was on like 15 or 20. And I've just gone, what have I done? I don't even know how he was on that. Like, because it wasn't his style of play. He did accumulate over the course of the game. And in the last 10 minutes, he put on something like 110 points. He scored a couple of tries, might have set one up. It was one of the all-time junk-time performances. And people talk about Cleary being the junk-time king. It was Andrew Fafita who always used to get these big late stats because whenever they were chasing games, when they were ahead by a mile and he just wanted to have a bit of fun, he just he would offload every single tackle. The thing that I love most about Fafita, and you know, when you've got forwards in your team now or just anyone in general they get the ball and you watch as soon as they cross that eight meter mark you go beautiful two points Fafita was the only guy of all ever that could score 30 points off a play that went for less than eight meters yeah bounce 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 <laughs> offload yeah. into a line break and you go beautiful I just got 30 points and I only got one point for the run <laughs> how good is that he was the oh. absolute king now 
We are going to actually wind it back a little bit here and talk about players that were around before Supercoach um, that we think it would have absolutely killed him, mate. You have got an absolute cracker who, similar to Fafita, would have had so much upside. Very similar to Fafita. The late, great Artie Beetson, one of the greatest Indigenous players of all time, big Artie, and he had a big motor, not in that, the sense of it necessarily a big minute motor like, you know, Payne Haas, because let's be fair, no front row, I don't think of all time has had that sort of motor, but he had decent enough minutes in him, but just he could ball play big Artie. He said, much like Andrew Fafita, a great offload on him, busted tackles, scored tries. He was just such an all-round complete destructive front rower. His supercoach stats would have been enormous. Yeah, and I've, just unbelievable, Artie Beats. And I believe he was the first uh, Indigenous player in any sport to captain an Australian side too. So yeah. tell you a story about Artie or sort of about Artie. I remember growing up, he used to always be at the SFS and um, you'd walk in there and the squash courts were just to your right. And Artie was the king of squash. Like they always say you think he was good at footy. Yeah. You should have, like, he'd play squash, he'd serve, he'd make you return in a certain way because his serve was so good. Then he'd just stand in the middle and he would just screw around with you. And he'd have he'd have current first grade roosters where, where he was giving away 60 kilos, <laughs> standing in the middle and just completely screwing with them. The absolute king. A couple of years ago, though, I was coaching a, it was like, I had to pick like an under 12s um, rep league team. Had like a hundred kids. So this clipboard in front of me of all these kids, and you know what these trials are like, they're all in different jerseys. You bring them on and off when you've seen enough. There was one kid did a few very good things. I brought him off and I said, what, what's your name, mate? He goes, Billy. And I go, bro, I've got a list of a hundred kids here. What's your last name? He goes, Beatson. And I went, and he goes, yeah, he was my granddad. Oh, and I went, stop it. That's unbelievable. I and mean, I could I could see in his face how much he looked like Artie straight away. And, and of course, he was a big front rower. who <laughs> was offloading at will, breaking tackles. I was just like... You don't care about this moment, but this is one of the coolest yeah. moments in my life. This is unreal. There's, I don't know if it's Billy, but there's... there's Different a, kid, but I know yeah, where you're there's going. There's a yeah. beach and running around at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, Sharkies there's, a, there's or a few of them. Yeah, yeah, there's a few getting around. Any so. relations to, to the great Artie? I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure, but uh, I know that th this young bloke, uh, I can't... If he does make it to first grade, which I hope he does, shout out to you, Billy. I'll be telling that story time <laughs> and time again. Uh, you've gone for Artie Beaton, a great shout. I've got two that I couldn't separate. The first one... Uh, he might be the GOAT CTW, Mal Meninga. Mm. Um, there was a game against the Sydney Roosters that was played... Was it at the SFS or was it down there? One of the two. But I think he, I think he scored five tries and kicked about yeah. nine goals. So he would have been pushed. I, I, I think Paul Vaughton was playing in that game for the Roosters. I think it was 66-4 to four or something like that. And Mal put on it. He was chipping over the top. He was doing it all. He was finding new ways to score. Mal will be up there, but I'll tell you what, mate. The guy that if he was available today, I would pick him in my team every single season. If he was 1.3 million, I'd make it work. Yeah. Cliffy Lyons. Much uh, like big comparisons to, to Valence Tafade if Valence Tafade got picked in NRL. Mal? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Cliffy Lyons, though. Uh, everyone talks about the Thurston and Gavin Cooper combination. If you weren't old enough to remember Cliffy Lyons and Beaver... You don't even know. Yeah. You best. don't even know. Absolute freak. So, what is it? M M Maltafade. <laughs> Maltafade, yeah. <laughs> All right. Indigenous Australian, it's going to be an absolute cracker, and I have no doubt whatsoever <laughs> we're going to be sitting here next Wednesday talking about some Latrells, some Cody's, some Nikos. Bad week to be a non Latrell owner. Shocking week to be a non Latrell yeah. owner. Scares the living hell out of me. Uh, the Tigers almost kept him quiet, to be fair. Almost. <sighs> Not quite enough, though. The, the chat last week of Tigers have, having conceded one ton all season. Well, guess what? 
they had the trail at 60 with about five minutes to go. Cody scored like 60 against them. Alex Johnston, 40. And held up. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, as a Cody draft owner, I thought he was lucky to get 60. Yeah. I, I thought they, they I did, did really well. At the end of the game, him. I was like, geez, you're going low. Looked at a 60. Yeah, there was a couple of line break assists that I was a bit iffy on. Yeah. But anyway, let's get into the round 12 games, <coughs> Indigenous round Thursday night. We've got the Brisbane Broncos taking on the Penrith Panthers. The game that I am most excited about this weekend. Cannot wait to watch this one. Thankfully, it comes early. Suncorp Stadium, 7.50 for Brisbane. Now, unfortunately, Adam Reynolds out of this one. Um, obviously had that... A very ugly HIA last week. Pretty scary scenes for the Panthers. Um, Hosking has been named to start. Martin's coming off the bench. Um, I think we'll know more closer to it because <coughs> captain's run hasn't happened yet. My vibe out of Penrith is that the plan is for Hosking to still play 80 eventually. That's the long-term plan. But Liam Martin at the moment is trying to prove that he's fit for origin. So I, I know that makes it really awkward for Supercoach. And as I said, we should know before the game kicks off because the captain's run will happen and we'll get word out of that of which side Liam Martin's featuring on. But for me, long-term with Hoskins, I think that when they've won these two comps, Sorensen has just been so important as a bench impact player. Mm. And I personally think they will go back to that eventually. I think they'll end up with Liam Martin on the left, Hosking on the right. How do you see this one playing out? Okay, lots of questions for you. There's someone who doesn't want to trade Hosking but may have to. Yeah. So you say we'll know more later in the week because I'm with you. I see Martin wanting to push his claim to play for the Blues. Obviously, if he's fit, he's there. But, you know, Freddie would be a little bit reluctant picking him on, you know, 35, 40 minutes off the bench. So I see Martin starting. I see Hosking starting. I see Sorensen coming off the bench playing that 50-odd minutes that's been so successful for him and the Panthers in the past. If it does get named that way, what do you see happening to our boy Hosking? I personally think Hosking will stay as an 80-minute player. That's my vibe of it. I think that Ivan Cleary would have looked at last week. He came off for the HIA. They were up by a lot, and I think he's gone, you know what, I'm going to need big minutes and big performance out of Hoskins in the next six weeks. Mm. With the origin players I'll be missing, Liam Martin in particular. So I reckon he's just sort of sat in there and gone, you can have a bit of a spell. Got to remember with Hoskins, like as much as he's a workhorse, he does this, he does that, he hasn't done it before. Like it's a lot coming into this Panthers side on that edge, you know, all teams are trying to tire out Nathan Cleary. They're going at him a lot. It means that Hosking, that's why, like, he's obviously a big workload forward anyway, but that's why, that's also part of the reason why he's getting through so much work. He's too, he's too low scored scratch last week with the injury. Even then, he was 28 points after 31 minutes with 26 in base. His two lowest scores this season before that were 49 and 55. The 49 was against the Bunnies in 59 minutes. Was there... Did he hurt his ankle or something there? I yeah, feel that like was it. the one they hurt his yeah, ankle. Yeah, so he played reduced minutes because of that. So his base in the five games prior to last week, 57, 55, 51, 60. It's like... I see why people were selling him, but... I don't know. Pretty good. I'm happy for people to sell him. Yeah. He's a guy that I think towards the back end... That You know the beauty of the Panthers is too, <laughs> that you know they're doing really well, but they're not doing as well as what they were the previous years. Maybe that's starting to turn now, but I also just think... They're going to be in game. They're going to be in a lot more games, needing to mm. win to stack up points. So I, I think Hosking is going to become a really, really important. He looks guy. a whole does. And as you said, with Martin playing over Origin, having carried hamstring issues, they're going to want to, if not rest him for full games, play him limited minutes post Origin. So I think he's probably. And then what Penrith play around sixteen, so key extra number there. 
He's old. Yeah. Phil says old. And I think as good as Scott Sorensen was last, what was it, 175 points? Yeah. And, I mean, I thought he was unlucky not to score more at points yeah. throughout that game. I also just think that Scott Sorensen is too good off the bench to not have him there come the big And Lenu's out for a while? I believe so, yeah. So that's also vital because they both play that bench impact role through the middle. For sure. Um, so, yeah, plenty to think about there. But I personally think Hosking... Uh, who hasn't played a stack of footy over the last few years in first grade. I think he's the more fresh one out of Liam Martin and Sorensen who have mm. gone to two grand finals. Liam Martin's going to play Origin, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm pretty confident. But <coughs> if we get word that Liam Martin in the captain's run is playing on the right side, that might change things a little bit. He also hasn't started or had any major attacking stats since his second game of the season against the Raiders. And he's still averaging, what, in that time, mid-50s to 60. Yep. Is a weapon. They'll come. Like it's Penrith. 100% they'll come. Yep. All right. Friday night, uh, 6 p.m. from Oki Jubilee. We've got the Dragons with a new coach and a couple of changes. Zach Lomax comes back in. Ben Hunt at 7. Jacob Little comes back in. Bud Sullivan on the bench. Michael Molo, 13. Uh, no Mozambai, which respectfully to Mozambai, I think it's about time. The Dragons need to look to the future. Yeah, we've been calling it for a long time in the blow party, haven't we? Yeah, and we've been calling for a long time that that wouldn't happen because of Hook. Um, I'll tell you who I do think is very interesting, mate. And I have genuinely considered him as a pod this week. I don't think I've got the balls to do it, especially after Tyrell Sloan. I love the idea of Lomax coming back in, goal kicking, and someone putting their arm around him and going, I'm backing you. I reckon Lomax is in for a decent few weeks. Point to prove. Yep. 525k... It's not the greatest matchups either, to be fair. But, I mean, Lomax can not play well and score well in Supercoach. I just reckon... Jeez, how's the run? It's a tough run. Roosters who just backs against the walls, Roosters. They're going to respond, even yep. with a few blokes out. Dolphins, round 13, who Dolphins will be losing, what, Kafusi? Probably just him. Tommy Gilbert, Kafusi. Tommy Gilbert. Outside of that, yeah, yeah maybe me so. Yep. Panthers, round 14. Bunnies, round 15. Into buy, but yeah, I, I see, I see the call for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll be able to. I don't think I'll do it. But if Billy Smith didn't exist this week, I would be seriously looking at Lomax. He obviously plays round thirteen, mm. which is a huge in as well. Yeah. Um, and I, as you said, the Roosters will bounce back, mate. I reckon the Dragons. I don't know how many games they'll win in the next three weeks, but I reckon they'll play some tough footy. When coaches get sacked, they always get up for at least the first game. And I mean, I personally think it's pretty evident that the coach has been sacked they didn't believe in. Mm. I reckon they'll really get up over the yeah. next few weeks. So an interesting little pod there that I reckon could play out nicely for the Chooks. Uh, Manu out, Hacho comes into the seven. Um, I am so excited to see just a role player come into this spine. Yeah. I think it's going to make a huge difference. I think we're both on the same page with that. We've spoken about it on the Bloke podcast, obviously the, the more in-depth, just straight rugby league chat for month, like months, yeah. pretty much. Even before Manu went to six, saying there was just too many strike weapons there. They need to take a few steps back to go forwards. And it was just simplifying it with, as I said, a role player like Drew who will kick well, he'll get him around the park and he'll get good ball to the strike weapons around him. Great news for Teddy, thankfully, even though he's only been team for one more week probably and then he's gone because of the origin coming up. But I think we'll see... I think we'll see Teddy have his best game of the season. Going into origin and just having no one around him stun him and being, again, the key guy. And unfortunately, it comes at the expense of Joey Marner, who I'm also an owner of, and the majority of us are. What are you doing with Joey? I had a look at it today. I, and maybe this will sound crazy, but if he didn't get 5'8", I think I would have traded him. Mm. Him getting 5'8", though... <clears throat> 
that means that in two weeks' time I can move Phoenix Crossland or Isaiah Katoa onto a CTW. Once I've used them for round 13, move Joey into 5-8 and run with Dill Brown and Joey Manu. So that's a big part of the reason why I'm keeping him. What are yeah. you thinking? Yeah, I was speaking on the SCP but Potty last night and I, we were talking about, you know, the idea of holding Nico and Cleary through the origin period and I said, oh, I'm looking at selling Nico. I'm sure we'll get to that a bit later on. But, and I, I, the spy was... You're going to sell Nico? Yeah. Oh, mad. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm going to have Nico. You're going to yeah. have Cleary. That's I, th- I think. Yeah. So, and then Spy was like, yeah, no, I get it, but I just don't like any of the replacements for him. And I was like... Yeah, unless you've got little dual position Phoenix Crossland there, you can slot into halfback. Yeah. So I, I have a – we'll get to trades <laughs> later, but I have a, a plan. We'll talk about dual position soon. I'm equally love Phoenix Crossland because of his dual, but I can't wish he had hooker. I wish he I was able to get hooker. 5'8 hooker would just be yeah. chef's kiss. That would be perfect. Um, yeah, and, mate, probably the biggest shock of the week for me as far as team lists go, uh, the Roosters' edges. Egan Butcher comes back in and Satili Tupanua on the right-hand side. So you've got Angus and Nat Butcher on the bench. I, uh, I personally didn't see this coming, but the Roosters did get absolutely dominated <laughs> through the middle on the mm. weekend. So I think it is a reaction to that. I don't hate it. I just didn't see it coming. Yeah, um, my edges would be Angus and Satili, and I'd be playing Egan and Nat through the middle. So, yeah, oh, it surprised me as well. Yeah. Like, I know Egan's finding his feet as an edge, but we keep, we've keep said it a lot of times. He's a middle, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. In saying that, I think his last few games on the edge have definitely been his best. Yeah. But I, I personally think Angus is an edge, and I think Egan is yeah. a middle. So. Yeah, uh, wait until Trent Robinson does announce his final side, yep. obviously, but an interesting one there. Rabbitohs take on the Eels, the late game from Allianz Stadium on Friday night. For the Bunnies, uh, nothing really of note here, no changes worth talking about, in my opinion. Uh, for the Eels, though, Sean Lane, if you traded him in last week, one of the sweetest times kicked in the dick of all time. Yeah. Unreal. Hurts you. Cardi goes to that edge. Uh, we're hoping that maybe Matto will jump out there. <coughs> I kind of prefer Matto through the middle, to be honest with you. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think we've seen that it doesn't make too much of a, a difference. Look, I'm not a Matto owner, and I would prefer him starting on an edge and playing the extra 20 to 30 minutes. Even if, like, you know, we know he's, he, he comes on through the middle and pays 50 and the intensity is higher because he doesn't have to go the duration. Still preferring playing the 80 on an edge, but, look, it doesn't change a lot. If you're a, uh, if you're a Dill Brown owner, which I'm sure a lot of us are, uh, Cartwright jumping out there, he scored pretty well when he was outside Dill in the early seasons. Cardi. Could be a little... Has he regressed back to 200k yet or not? <laughs> no, he's at 470. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah no, But he's going to play all those buy rounds. I... Not one for me, nah. but if we're sitting here in a few weeks' time going, geez, if you got on Cardi, there's, won't shock there's me also the risk of him being benched for Matt as well. Yeah. So. Mitchie Moses also comes back in, of course. Uh, Super Saturday, we've got the Sharkies taking on the Newcastle Knights. Someone comes to you from Coffs Harbour, 3 p.m. Uh, for the Sharkies, Ken McInnes out, uh, I believe it's Kofusi. <clears throat> Hamlin Noelle uh, is on the extended Ooh. as well. Uh, someone to keep an eye on there. Ken McInnes, I think it's a broken hand out for a couple of weeks. Newcastle. They are 1-17. Adam Elliott, who will be keeping an eye on, scored about 40 in about 35 minutes on the weekend. So very good. Uh, He'll get more and more match fitness. He'll get more and more minutes. Hopefully he can get a little bit cheaper over the next few weeks. 564K, break even 92. So we needed him back two weeks earlier, didn't he? Hitting that sort of 450, 500K mark. Bang, as he comes back into the team in big minutes, we get him for around 13. But... 
with more money to drop, still a little bit expensive. You know, there is obviously the recent injury history. Round 14 by with Newcastle, probably not. Yeah, round 14 by with Newcastle. Uh, does play round 16, though. So after that buy, might mm. be an opportunity to grab him there for three weeks. He's got mm. the buy in round 18 as well. Um, yeah. Oh, no, I was reading the wrong team. Ignore all of the <laughs> above. That was good. Anyway. The Knights do play 16. Cool. That's what you come here for. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of magic for you. Okay. Uh, Tigers Cowboys, 5.30, coming to you from Leichhardt Oval. Tim, I will give you $20 if you can spell Leichhardt correctly. L-E-I-C-H-H-A-R-D-T. Did not see you getting the double H. That hurts. <laughs> 20 of the best. Journalist background, way. mate. Got it covered. Please. All right. Tigers, 1-17 to 17 for the Cowboys. Uh, Jermaine Tenor Brown out. Riley Price comes in. Anything to touch on in this game? No, because I assume we'll get to a certain lank dog on the edge later. We sure will. Um, okay. Dolphins, Storm, fire, 7.35 coming to you <laughs> from Suncorp Stadium. I've got Melbourne written here. It's definitely coming to you from Suncorp. Uh, for the Finn. <laughs> Branko Lee, you and Aiken in. Strong couple of minutes from the guru. Yeah, it's been some of my best work. Branko Lee in, you and Aiken in. Valent Tafare out. We told you. I know, I know. I'm not happy about it, but you were told. <laughs> Don't like getting on the high horse, but sometimes. Nines. Yeah, look, it just didn't make sense. It wasn't nope. even a case of like doing it, getting on early for, for this week with... The cash grab, like he'd only played one game, had the buy. We knew Brenko was coming back. Look, you and Aitken, I haven't heard anything out of it, but I know that he was, he left the game, the last game early with a hamstring injury. Yep. So, mate, like maybe Tafade does come in on game day, but, uh, and it's, look, it's hardly a disaster because he'll, I'm sure he'll get his games in time. He'll earn a bit of cash, but you want him for round 13, so. As a, a non-owner, I'm happy to sit back and go, well, hopefully I've dodged one and if he gets named to play next week for round 13, I'll slot him in at bottom dollar. But just going so early on him. Yeah, I, I do think Tafade owners might be saved. I reckon there's a chance he does play next week. Personally, I'd be picking Hamiso on my wing. I know, I know you're not in that camp, but <laughs> I, I would be picking Hamiso there, mm. which might they might shift Branko out there because I assume that'll mean Isako will go and play fullback. Mm. If Amiso's outside, they've also got Rob Jennings who could come in. There's a the chance wing. that he could come in yeah. potentially next I, week. I think definitely. There's a chance that you and Aitken's no good and they want to hide Tafade, a Bennett special, and he comes in to play centre this week. There's a chance that Branko or Aitken are no good. Yeah, exactly. Both of them. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him play this week. Yeah. And if Branko plays the next 10 games in a row, I'll eat my hat personally. <laughs> like he, he loves an injury and whatnot, mm. unfortunately, and tends to be with Branko. When he gets one injury, unfortunately, they tend to follow each other. He's just got one of those bodies, the poor bastard. Uh, so we warned you up, but I don't think it'll be a complete train wreck for you. Uh, Melbourne Storm, no changes there, mate. Anything to touch on with Melbourne? No, mate. Sunday, uh, 2 p.m., we've got the Dogs taking on the Titans for the Doggies. Carl <laughs> Oluwapu starts. Edwards in the 13. Uh, we'll leave him for now. Yeah. Because I've got about eight questions to come and seven of them are about Edwards. So we'll talk about him very soon. For the Gold Coast Titans, uh, nothing overly relevant. Anything you want to touch on here? No. GC. Still waiting for Brimard to return. Uh, 4 p.m. Raiders v. Manly. Tim's game of the week. <laughs> uh, 
Wolford, when say Simon Wolford, Wolford out of the Zach variety. Danny Levi comes in. Mate, I'll be honest with you. I really did think there was a chance that my boy Peru would make his debut Ooh. this weekend. I would love to see him given a shot. Not in not in the Supercoach system at the moment. That's his brother that's in there at the Sharkies, but he's on their extended bench. He played hooker last week in reserve grade. Keep an eye on this little Gee, one. Yeah. yeah. And killed it. So... Played big good, minutes, good a try, then. got through a lot of work. There's a good chance that within a few weeks, he's your best hooker option. Wow. I think. Yeah. There you go, Tom will tell. Guess where he came from? Penrith. Shocking. Yeah. Joke. Who would have seen it coming? Please, um, Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> probably Newcastle via Penrith. <laughs> uh, for the Manly Seagulls, a couple of changes. Woods, Aloe, uh, and Kelma out. Condon and Finu on the bench, but the big one here is Burbo dual position. If he holds on to that, uh, which I think he's, a, I think he's a good chance to. I think Kelman's got all the ability in the world, but the inconsistency worries me. Burbo, we've been waiting for it for a couple of years. Is this the year that Burbo becomes really super coach? Relevant? Every last couple of years, you knew it was coming. He was going to become relevant again, and all of a sudden, it's the starting two RF role. Just before Manly play round 13. <laughs> so he's, yeah, we'll, we'll get to him in the deep dive. So I've got some numbers around him. Cool. The other one in, Joshy Schuster. Great to see his name appear. Anything. Something. Just play next week. Just play. Please just just play jump on the week. field, brother. Give us Please. 10 points. I don't care. Just play. Anything. I'll take nine. I'll just tell do you something. what. Provided he does get through this week and plays next week, isn't that going to be an exciting watch as a shoe shiner? Because heaps sold him, and I don't even blame them. But he'll be sitting there and you're going, my expectation is 10 points, but we know he can go 100-plus because he's got this mad attack in him. It'll be a fun watch. 100% it will be. Because going in there with no expectation, but with genuine upside. Yeah, and if him and Burbo combine well this week and oh. we're able to bring Burbo in next week, shut the gate. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Unreal. Or shut the gate on our Supercoach season. Yeah, yet. one of the two. I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. fuck, I'm here for it. <laughs> Strap it to my veins. All right. Uh, now, mate, before we move on, we have had a couple of dual positions that have been added. I'm just going to go through them very quickly for you. Uh, Jade Nockenbohr, 2RF, 2CT. Added, he got, so he is 2R. He had CTW, now he's 2RF. <laughs> I've written these in reverse, so I've confused myself, which is very good. Josh LAA was front row forward. He's got 2RF now. Uh, Matty Croker from the Newcastle Knights, front row forward, now got 2RF. Mitch Kenny was hooker. He's now got 2RF as well, which he probably should have had all along. Jai Arrow. Uh, <sighs> Jai Arrow is a good one, especially like draft-wise and everything. 2RF, he's got front row forward. The big one, Joey Manu. CTW getting 5'8". We've spoken about that. Luke Keery, uh, 5'8", grabs halfback. Nice little duel there. Matty Burton. How good's this? 5'8", adds halfback. If he misses Origin, Doggies, like, they don't play, obviously, round 13. So, Birdo will be really on my radar from round 14. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> a, a guy that I just wish the Tigers would give this guy a position because I think he, he could be really interesting. Asuka Poa, 2RF, playing CTW. I really like him when they play him in the back row on the edge, but you've got Bateman and Isaiah yeah, Papali'i. He's a guy to keep an eye on over the next few years, though. And then the other guys that have been added, Peachy only had two RF. He's now gained CTW as well. I think you've got the Peach, don't you? That is like music to my ears. And I hate it. I mean, it had been coming. We, we, he'd been playing centre all season. So, well, sorry, since he came up. So we saw it coming, but 
Oh, that is so valuable, especially we talk about Burbo. And if we're looking at him as a genuine trade in also dual 2RF CT dub. Oh. Yeah, would be fantastic. K Brom, he only had 2RF. He's moved into the front row for the Dolphins last few weeks. So he grabs dual position, 2RF, front row forward. And Jakey Granville, <laughs> hooker. He's added 2RF. He could have added front row forward. He could have added fullback. He could have added CTW, the absolute Pandora's box. Mm. Granville will now be hooker ad, uh, and he's gained 2RF. Now, I've got a question for you. Being the super coach expert here, there's 12 guys that grabbed dual position this time. Last time, there was four. Can you name who the four were? I'll put him on the spot here. I didn't warn him of this. The four that got dual position in round six? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Probably not. Can you give me the clubs? Uh, so there's a... Manly player who I don't think you'll get. Uh, uh, KO Weeks. Yeah. That was one, but that's a bullshit one. There was one from the Dolphins, which I think you should be able to work out. Kenny Bromwich has grabbed dual position this week because of this guy. Lemuelu. Lemuelu. He, gra- he was 2RF. He was CTW added 2RF. Mm. The other one is, um, well, I call him Brett Mullins reincarnated from the Canberra Raiders. Your dynamic oh, fullback. Yeah. Nah, Sebi oh, Chris, Chris the real fullback in the Canberra Raiders, thank you. I think Xavier might be only fullback, but he's he is. paid wings. So, so Sebi Chris. Yeah, yep. Sebi Chris. And the last one was from the Canterbury Bulldogs. He was hooker. He added two RF because he was playing a bit of 13. Um, if you brought him in this week, he'd be new to your team. Yeah, new Brown. New Brown. <laughs> Very good. Not bad. Okay. Now, mate, we have got a deep dive from you. Uh, and you're going to talk about some cheapy forwards, mate. Yeah, not a long one this week, mate, but it's... And I, I, I can't honestly, mate, all these podcasts blur into one at the moment, but I can't remember if I've touched on this before, but it is, like, an important one. It's just when you're assess, assessing the credentials of, of cheapy forwards. I mean, all forwards, to be fair, but I sort of think that cheapy forwards are the ones that come to mind with change of role and bigger minutes, and you go, boom, neg 20 break even. The big fellas played 50 minutes or 60 minutes the last two weeks. Lock him in, he's going to make money. This is where you have to do your research. Because if you don't, you get stuck with a plotter. Why did they play those extra minutes? Go back, were there any concussions in those games? Were there injuries in those games that forced bigger minutes? Who is set to come back into this team and who will impact this role? And, mate, to be fair, this is where we come in. Not everyone has (coughs) spare hours in the week to sit there and look at when blokes are due back and why blokes played bigger minutes, but... All of you losers out there have families and jobs. Yeah, and real Derek's. lives and shit. <clears throat> but do your due diligence, essentially, and if you want to trade somebody, just go back and have a look at the games that they played those minutes. And the ones... I just go straight to the team list for that game. I look at their minutes, and I look at one to seven, firstly. Were there any backs who didn't play 80 minutes? Because if any of them were less, it's probably forced a forward to go back there or change the bench rotation. Then you go to the forwards and go, oh, did any of the forwards play really s- smaller minutes there to, to help out with this? And, like, an example would be someone maybe like Wiramu Gregg, who was playing decent minutes, but there were sort of injury-related related things during games that saw his minutes uh, increased. Someone like Harrison Edwards this week, who, who's probably another good example. And you sit there and you go, all right, big minutes last couple of weeks, Why? Has there been injuries during the games or are these minutes potentially set to go on long-term? And with Edwards, you sit there and go, I don't believe there are any major injuries that saw him play the big minutes that he has the last couple of weeks. 
There are a few players coming back from injury down the track, but no one too soon in Luke Thompson, Viliami Kikau, uh, Chris Patolo, who played New South Cup last week. So his minutes look at least decent for the next couple of weeks. But all it is is saying <laughs> if forwards come out of the woodwork and start playing big minutes, there's generally a reason behind it. And more often than not, they're traps. So... Just taking a guy like Harrison Edwards, for example, and um, we were obviously getting ready for the live stream, so I didn't get to watch this game overly closely. But for me, when I look at Harrison Edwards, played big minutes last week, very impressive. I go, okay. Tavita played 40. Max King played 39. Raymond Fitala Mariner played 34. And I question... They play that little. Are they going to play that little every single week? I doubt it, but... Uh, and I, I don't know. I don't even know what the reasons are for those minutes. Yeah. You might know more than me. I well, don't we know, know Max King's more than a what, what was he? Thirty nine. We know that Maxie's more of a 50, 55, if not sixty minute player. So. Max King could play double that this week. Yeah. for all we know. Yeah. So that's yeah. I think it's a re- it's a really good point to keep in mind. I think a lot of you very experienced super coach players have a general idea of that, especially for you new guys to the game. Something you need to be well and truly aware of. Do your homework or ask us. One yeah. of the two. Um, all right, mate. Stat deep dive, a player stat deep dive, our first man. Oh, oh. God, I was excited watching this guy on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I, I have been saying for the last few weeks, Hylam, it's actually Helam, so apologies uh, to Helam Lukey. I've been pronouncing his name wrong. We're always trying to get them right. Helam Lukey, uh, wow. Two meaties, people getting very, very excited. This is a guy that I had a look back through his stats previously. I'm not completely convinced as much as I love him. What are your thoughts? I'm pretty keen. Ooh. And it's it's one of those more often than not go with my my head. It's a, I, let, I let the gut feel, you know, impact it. But at the end of the day, stats a lot of the time don't lie as much as you... When you let your gut take over, you, you're letting bias into it and you're going, I love this bloke and this is why I want him. And more often than not, it does not pay off. But... Lukey is just so good. And first, things, first and foremost, he's only playing... So he's had his injuries. Came off the ACL last year. Played a few games back this season. Did his hammy. Not bad, just twins. So he's two games back, playing around the 60-minute mark. Now, I've uh, before I get into the stat deep dive, I think... I see him becoming an eight-minute player. Jeremiah Nanai is not back to round 14, so at least in the short term with that cash gen and round 13 coverage, that should be impacted. A couple of games back from the hammy injury, do you see him becoming an eight-minute man for them? I don't, to be honest with you. Why? Uh, I think... Uh, well, I think you've got uh, Nanai, who's due back reasonably soon. Um, they mm. just signed Sam McIntyre as well from the Gold Coast Titans, mm. another edge back rower. Um, I think that at any given moment, Leilua could walk back into this side. It sounds like it won't be soon from what I've gathered, but I think it's very much so Leilua's up in the air. is the concern, obviously, yeah. He's the big concern, but I, I even just think outside of that, I'm, just, I'm not convinced he's going to be an eight. I hope he is, but I'm not convinced he will be an 80-minute guy. I think that... Like, why, why, why didn't he play 80 on the weekend? Oh, he was going so good. Two games back from a hamstring injury. <laughs> okay. Fair. Yeah. I, I, I'm not convinced he's going to play 80 minutes in this side. It's I like think why, he's going to be... Why didn't Liam Martin play 80 on the weekend? Because he's just come back from a hamstring injury. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're comparing apples and oranges there. But um, this is a guy that hasn't proven himself on this side yet, realistically. Who? Lukey. Lukey. Yeah. Jeez. 
I mean, I love him as much as everyone else, but yeah. I, I think I, I, I think the claim that he's going to play 80, I think you're, you're sort of plucking I'm not saying this week. I think he'll build into 80, provided he keeps his fitness. But, you know, build into 80, by the time he's built into 80, he's on the edge that Nanai has just signed a long contract for. Like, mm. I just, I don't know. I, I'm not as, I, I think he's far from safe to play 80 minutes there. Mm. Far from he's safe. Not, he's not safe to play 80, but yeah. I, I, I think like, I think we get his 60, and I think there's a good chance he plays 80. But if I was betting on it, I'm not going to go. Yeah. You asked me the question. I'm telling you what I think, all right? Um, I think he's a bit of a trap for people. So, in numbers anyway, back to the stat deep dive. I did go back through and look at his bigger minute performances of late. <coughs> so, obviously, round 11 on the weekend, 121 points in 60 minutes. There's 45 in base in that time with two tries. Round five this year, 77 points in 71 minutes. Had 49 in base, big worker, one try assist in that. Back to last season, round 22. Sorry, round 13, 2022. 76 points in 68 minutes. He had 37 in base. Not the best, but had one try in there. Round six last season, 90 points in 80 minutes. He had 57 in base that game with a try. Summary is that dude can play. Like, we know he's got attack in him. Has decent work rate. So... I'm pretty keen. Yeah, I don't know. Last week, played 60 minutes, got 45 in base. The week before that, played 55 minutes, got 29 in base. A few weeks before that, played 56 minutes, got 29 in base. I just... Yeah. yeah but, I, I, and I'm looking at... Sorry to cut you off, but the round four one, the, the 56 minutes one, that was his second game back from an ACL injury. He played 90 yeah. minutes the week before. And then the game last week where he got 29 in base, 55 minutes. That was his first game in like six weeks back from a hamstring injury. Mm. Yep. So the, sure. I mean, the injury is the biggest concern for me. I'm like, bloke can find a, an injury, but and, and yeah, that's the other thing that really <laughs> does that worry sure. me. And look, he's break him to 13, so you don't have to go this week. You can wait till next week, see how he goes, and get him next week for you know he might go up 40 or 50k. It's not like for the sake of might be saving a trade if he goes no good or hurts himself. It can wait a week. Yeah, even look, looking through his numbers, I think there's a, like a lot of times last year he's played decent minutes and his base is pretty... I, I, I just... I, I don't trust him, personally. As much as I love him, I just don't trust him. Mm. I think he's a little bit of a trap for people out there. But if he does <laughs> what we know... I mean, <laughs> I remember watching a right edge back row for the Cowboys score a try every eighth minute last <laughs> yeah. week. And I think he's got more, higher potential yeah. than him as well. So I think he's a classic back your gut in. It's not for me, but... Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, he's far from a, a lock-in trade and like a, a great buy. I just, I just think he's so good. Yeah, yeah he is a freak. Um, and you just pray that Leilua doesn't return Also soon. wonderful buy coverage. Yes. Round 13, yep. round 16. He misses round 15, which is like of all buy period to miss. Sweet. It's the week where everyone else is playing in the competition. So, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, your next one is Billy Smith. Uh, we spoke about him last week, about how, <laughs> you know, obviously the base stats were sky high. Um, he essentially backed it up this week, which was good to say. Yeah, and that's all it is, mate. I, I won't dribble on about it for too much, but he backed it up, as you said. 289k, break even negative 62. Base the last two weeks, 42 and 45, which is, I'd say Toto-esque, but it's far better. Two games so far this season, 43 tackles, 13 tackle breaks, 30 runs, three offloads. Doesn't play around 13, but really hard to pass up, isn't he? Yeah, and I, I think that's turning people off, the fact that he doesn't play around 13, but he plays round 16 against the Newcastle <coughs> Knights, which I don't mind. Um, 
Yeah, I, I just think there's so much money to be made there. And, and I know last season that we, we brought him in early on and he was relatively popular and he didn't score that well. But, I mean, in two very well-beaten teams, he scored very well. He's a cheapie and he's very playable in your 17 each week, which just, like... Him compared to a, a bloke who scored four tries in two weeks and has a negative to break even, but you don't want to play him because, like, you know, they can get 17. Billy's just busting his ass. Yeah, and I, I think Billy's got, like, the scores he's putting out at the moment, and if the Roosters improve, he's got huge potential. Well, how do they not improve? How do they not improve? Yeah. Exactly right. And you can tell, like, you can tell by, you know, the way that they're playing, they're trying to get the ball to Billy. They know what he's got. They know what he can do. So uh, I'm very excited about him. I, I'm... I think I'll be going on him this week and that'll put me at risk of, of running a player short in round 13. That's how much I'm like, you know what? It is coming. I think it's worth it. Yeah. I personally think it's definitely worth it. Um, Harrison <laughs> Edwards, mate. Um, another one I'm not completely convinced on, but I, I think you're going to make 100, 130K over the next few weeks. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Much the same. Not convinced, but it's pretty safe. Like... 68 minutes at lock last week, 94 points. That included a try, 57 in base. In that, 44 tackles and nine runs. So he's 297K, break even neg 47. So it's a case of like, worst case, he makes money. Mm. But does the, ne- do the next two weeks, he pumps out 35 and then goes back to the bench and scores 40 and it's, he makes you, you know 80 to 100K, cool. The upside is, all right, if, he, if they do love him and he keeps playing big minutes and he makes a ton and he's a very playable front row forward, there's a que- I was about to say something. There's a question on it later, so I'll wait. But uh, I think he's a solid buy, but I think there's better around. I'm going to throw those questions in now yeah. just so we can yeah. cover them. First one <laughs> uh, from Martin Rivers. Will Harrison Edwards get a duel as he will have played three games at lock? So he's an interesting one that maybe you should consider as well because he has played third mm. A and he probably, he's front row forward at the moment. He could get front row forward to RF, which could be handy to have. Yeah. He, I wouldn't be putting too many eggs in that basket. He would, but I don't think it's still round 18. Round 18. So it's a while away. It's so a long you, time. So. Yeah. The other question that is more important comes from Callum Press. Edwards or Billy Smith priority? That's the big question this week. Yeah. And far and away for me, it's Billy Smith. Yeah, I agree. His job security is great. I think there's only upside there. He's arguably going to make more cash. Like, he's just so much safer. Um, They have pretty similar buy coverage after round 13. Well, from now, actually, because they both missed round 13. And that's where I'm sitting on. I'm like, I brought in Buller last week. And I was sort of leaning towards that being my last major cash grab. But I'm like, you know what? Billy Smith now, he's going to make a ton of cash. Very happy with the money in my squad after that. I'm about to turn my focus fully to points, points, points. Yeah. And I, I said to a mate yesterday, I said, oh, I don't think I'm going to go Edwards. He goes, oh, you, you turn down that cash. You can't get all the cheapies. Especially no. at this point of the year, you cannot get them all. If you want to go for both of them, sure. But I personally think you're better off making a decision, depending on how your team is looking at the mm. moment. Uh, but I personally think Billy Smith, same as you. I think oh, he's the one to get. For sure. If you're a head-to-head player and you're not worried about sort of round 13, you can get them both if you want. And what I do understand in the Harrison Edwards preference, if anyone's going that way, is that being at front row forward, people go like, oh, sweet, I can flip like Moali or Pele to him and just strengthen my front row. Whereas at CT Dub, we've all pretty well got 
you know, six, seven active players there who are going pretty good. So I understand strengthening front row forward for him, but I'm still on team, Billy, if I'm choosing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think Billy could also be a guy that, you know, from round 19 onwards, he, depending on matchup, he could be a genuine play. He might even be a fourth CTW. If he keeps up what he's yeah. doing right now, yeah. he could be a fourth <laughs> CTW. That's what I'm for you. Um, I noticed, I think Taruv was the one that really sparked it for me. And it was, there's been a few examples this season. True was the only one I have off the top of my head. But when he came, Marju was another good one. Probably not um, as inconsistent. But when Taruva came in and he had those monster like first couple of rounds of basing over 40. And then I think Marju did, did very similar and then regressed to you know, late 20s, early 30s. Still not bad, but not the 40s that we, we were hoping for. It just reeks of players going... I've been recalled, or my spot's on the line, and I need to bust my ass. Then when they get a bit of job security, it's like, I don't need to have 25 runs a game again. Yeah, no, I <laughs> And that's my vibe with Billy Smith. I'm like, he's going, I need to prove I'm fit, good to go and win this spot. He's probably done that now. I mean, they've been beaten twice in a row, so maybe not won it, but does that regress? I'm sure it does. However, still goodbye. And you know, if it does, and you know what? He went 45 last week, 42 in base this week. I wouldn't be surprised if this week that's 39. And I reckon it'll sit regularly between 35 to 40. Yeah, happy with. that's a lot. It is a lot, but I I mean, I, like this is the guy Billy Smith's always been, though. I, I reckon 32 will be his. Will be, from in a couple of rounds' time, he'll be sitting on about yeah. 30 to... Th- 32 or so. His average for the next 10 weeks or so, you reckon? About yeah. About 32 yeah. for base? Yeah, okay. I reckon he'll be a little bit higher... Just because he's on that left side and he... Yeah, I, I reckon he'll be a, a little bit higher, Billy. But yeah. if it's 32, then he's my fourth oh, CDW on a rooster side that hopefully yeah. improves. Stoked. Yeah. More than happy to run with that. Meanwhile, Harrison Edwards is going to be behind Luke Thompson. Billy, I mean, kick out all these guys yeah. over the next few weeks. So, I don't mind it. All right. right. I think people are looking at Edwards as like, he could be a long-term solution there as a, as a play. I think he's a short-term cash grab and... You know, by the time he gets to 15, he could be a bench plotter. He's a short-term cash grab, a long-term Mawali, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's move to Burbo. Uh, obviously named on the edge this week. God, I want to hear positives from you here. Go. It's pretty hard to knock. I tell you, it's bloody annoying. He's the neg three break even. Why couldn't that just be 20 or something? Give us a week. Yeah. So I've basically just gone back to his last four... Well, I think he's played four 80-minute... I don't think. He's played four 80-minute games in the NRL. Three of them are at centre, so it's pretty misleading, but I'll read them out anyway. Round 25 last year, played centre, 47 points with 27 in base. Round 24 last year, 32 points with 28 in base. Round nine last year, 2RF. Played second row, 80 minutes, scored a... Pair of tries, 34 in base. <laughs> Round eight last year, 80 minutes at centre, 29 in base. So, again, we've only got the one second row forward game to go off base. Right now it's 34, but you look at those numbers, you look at his dual positioning, especially as I mentioned, I mean, dual positioning is so key, but Peach is well there, who a lot of people own, to be able to interchange them to between 2RF and CT Dub. Gold, yeah. 236K, neg three break even, starting on an edge for Manly, who play round 13, who play round 16. Kelma Tulangi, he's out for a month or so? Uh, Kelma Tulangi will undergo surgery for a facial fracture suffered against the Sharks. He's expected to be out for six weeks. Gold. So I feel really sorry for Kelma, but oh, really sure. good chance he doesn't get that spot back. 
Yeah. And, I mean, you can get it back when he comes back if he wants. I'll be done with Burbo. We might not be done with Burbo by then, though. Just because you rate him? Oh, mate, I think he's got so much ability, it's not even funny. I, I think we've really scratched the surface of him, and I think that if he can get a good spot, mate, if Schuster starts to play his best footy as well, the way that he straightens up, him and Burbo, like they've played a lot of footy coming through the mm. juniors together. They were always in the same mats and SG ball. Um, that could be a lethal combo. So what are you thinking? Are you thinking of going this week, or are you thinking cop the one price rise and pay, you know, maybe 280 for him next week? I'm going to wait a week. I think well, I'm going to wait a week. The only thing that worries me is on the bench, they've got Benny Condon and Ethan Bullimore, two guys that have played edge previously. Bullimore's Bullimore. played a lot of edge for them. Well, Bullimore started round one last year on the left edge yeah. for Manly. So I, uh, that's the only thing I want to see. If Burbo plays 80 minutes this week, uh, I don't really care what I have to pay for him. I think yeah. it'll be worth it. Cop the first price loss. Yeah, Agreed. for sure. Especially as I'm not a Tyrant Peachy owner, so I don't have that jewel. Mm. It would be fantastic to have that yeah. in my side. So um, to be honest... Yeah, I don't know how I'd have to... I'd probably sell Val Holmes to him next week is my plan. Sweet. Yeah. Val's got to go by next have week. Have you still got Val? I do. Yeah, He'll okay. be going potentially this week, but probably next week. To who? You think to Billy Smith or... Yeah. I just I just like Val's matchup this week at Leica. So do I. We'll get to trades in a minute. It'll yeah. make sense too. Okay. All right. Uh, last one I want to touch on. Zach Hosking, do we need to... Do you, do you have anything else you want to add? I, I think it's very speculative at the moment. But do you have anything solid stats-wise you want to add to him? Um... He's obviously come in on that right edge, but the worry for us is Liam Martin on the pine. Yeah, no, no, I was, I was going to talk about his consistency in his base and all that, which we've already done. Already so. done. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, uh, sit v start this week. Um, do you want to start this or you go first, mate? All right, so my sit v start this week. Um, I the guy, I'm thinking I'm going to play Ryan Madison on my bench. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Zach Hosking as well. I'm going to take a little punt on him this week. I'm just, I'm, unless I get mail that it's going to look different, which we'll mention on the podcast mm. or on social media or something, we'll let you know. I'm going to take Hosking. I'm not going to play Schuster. I'm not going to play Isaiah Katoa. I'm thinking that I will play Phoenix Crossland playing hooker this week, though. Ooh. Not super confident on it, but uh, I just think he'll play decent minutes there. Uh, Sharkies, I think they... You know, I, I, I just think he'll get through a heap of work and play big minutes up there at Coffs. So. Started to run last weekend as well. Sure did. Yeah. Thankfully. I don't mind what I'm seeing from Phoenix at the moment. Ooh. So uh, I think I'm going to play him this week. And then I'm also going to play Billy Smith as uh, my other reserve. I've got Jared Croker sitting there and Buller, who I don't think I'm going to play either of them. I'm going to play Billy Smith. So it essentially comes down to Croker, Buller, Schuster, or Phoenix Crossland. I'm sort of leaning towards Phoenix at the moment. Because my CDWs, I've got Garrick, Marshiv, Holmes. I've still got Kiraz as well, who uh, I I think he's 4% owned at the moment against the Titans this week. I would love to see him oh, true. get a couple of meaties. Because he's going to be traded in by about 100,000 teams yep. around 14. So you just, you need reward. You know what? You don't like to say this, but you deserve reward for sticking patient with him. And this weekend's it, isn't it? Titans uh, match up. I, I sort of didn't piece it all together, but I, when I have a look through my team, I've actually got three or four guys who are in my starting time that are owned by under about 4%, which I, if, if they can just have a good week. I think I've got Kiraz, who's owned by 4%. I've also still got um, Olaquato. If he can just yeah, have yeah. yeah, if he could just have a good week for me, that could really push me up. Oh, and there's someone yeah. else I've got that isn't owned by 
many. I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, uh, um, Jack DeBellin as well. Had a, I think he's under 4% as well. So How were you when he scored two minutes into that game? <sighs> Mate, I had him in draft. I had him in classic. <laughs> I was fucking stoked. And you know what? To be fair, I'm actually a little bit worried about Jack DeBellin, if I'm honest. Just with the new coach and Definitely. everything. Um, yeah. That's a big watch this week for the Dragons, guys. <laughs> minutes and everything, how it's all going to work. It's really, realistically, only Jack DeBellin and maybe Jack Bird that matter. Um, but the other one that I, I think it's a long shot with them, but the one that could become interesting, if Jacob Little plays 60 or 70 minutes this week, which I probably think is unlikely, but if something happens with the new coach, he's come from reserve grade to starting hooker, so the coach obviously rates him. I believe he's really good during the buy coverage, the Dragons. I think 345k break him 67 so you get about 340k next week approx what does he play round 13 plays 13 and uh, uh 13 and 19 okay so and 16 we're pretty sweet for check your team but 16 isn't that daunting well i don't think it's going to happen but under a new coach yeah. watch his minutes he could potentially be your escape route out of a Sonny Luke if it all plays yeah. out. But whether it does or not, fucking God knows. Yeah. Uh, but if he does get 60, 70 minutes this week, uh, there's a world run, but I'm happy to could potentially to pay the 100K off Sonny Luke to get to him. But Because mm. at the moment, I'd, like, I'm not going to have a hooker next week. I, don't, I think most most of us aren't. Uh, as it stands... No, who have I, you got, Grant? I, I have to make the... Oh, I might go Grant to Robson. Okay. Yeah, okay. Fair. But... Melbourne's buy schedule is, as far as Origin players go, pretty good. They, if sorry, it's as good as it can be of any team. So that they, what do they got? They don't play like two of the major buy around, or they they do play, I should say. Yeah, which is great for their Origin players. So I think in that I've got there's an article on the website, the playbook website. But from rounds thirteen to twenty, I believe they play five games Origin players from them, provided they do back up. And because Melbourne are going only okay, there'll be more likelihood for them to back up. I think so. At the moment, they're sitting fifth. The teams that are in front of them, Rabbitohs, Brisbane, Penrith, Sharks, those are four genuine top four teams to me. On top of that, South and Brisbane haven't had a bye yet, so they've still yeah. got another two points to gain on Melbourne. And, like, the Storm, I'm sure there's someone there because they've always got a hooker to come in, but it's not like yesteryear when they had Cheese there to play. So, like... Who would come in and play hooker for them if Harry Grant got a rest? You're probably looking at garlic. Yeah, which they're really not going to want to do. No. So as long as Grant gets through Origin, right, they've got the bye on round 13 and 19, which are the two Origin weeks, which he wouldn't have been playing anyway. So maybe it's just the play to hold him through. Yeah, and I'll say this as well. Obviously, with Melbourne, the guys on top of the teams on top of them doing well. I mean, the Roosters are only one win below them, and they're 10th. So it's, it's going to be very tight for a top four finish. I suppose the other thing is... Like, in Origin, because he shares the hooking duties with Benny Hunt, like, what sort of minutes does he play? 50 minutes, son? 40? I don't think it'll be huge, yeah. yeah I, so I'd be playing Ben Hunt for more minutes, I think. I don't think I'd be using Harry Grant for more of the real impact, real 30 minutes. Yeah, so it's not like he's going and playing 80 and being busted, so... He's probably a hold, Harry Grant. Through I, I also tend to think that, and I hope I'm wrong, but I think if Queensland are chasing points, Harry Grant plays more minutes. Mm. But if they're in front leading, I think you keep Ben Hunt on there for his defence and his kick and go, mm. which I personally think is how this Origin series is going to play yeah. out, unfortunately. So, yeah. Good I'd, for Grant. I don't mind holding Grant. Could a bit of a war chest. Maybe seven flick uh, Sonny Luke to Robson. Anyway. I don't mind that. Yeah. I, I love Sonny Luke, him. but it's just... It's, it ain't happening. It's taking so long. And I, yeah, I, I'm not sure what to read into that at the moment. Um, my sit they start, mate... Bench at this stage will be Hosking, 
Cleary. What have I got? So, Billy Smith and Luke E. Sonny, Sonny Luke. Helam Lukey. If I bring in Lukey, which God, I'm, I do some I'm, weird shit to a Sonny Lukey. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, pretty keen on him at the moment, in which case, that'd be my bench. The Dream Buller matchup at Lycott over against the Cows is pretty good too. Like, he scored 45 last week in a side that didn't score a point. So, it's fair. Yeah. He goes good. I, I love Buller. So, yeah, I think the, probably the last toss-up would be, do I play Billy Smith or Dream Buller? Am I like? sleeping on Buller here by going Crossland, do you think? Do you not? You've got Buller? Yeah, yeah, I've got him there. He's got him on my reserves. I, 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 I think so. Like, he played 73 minutes last week, Crossland, and he looked good. 54 points. He had a 40-20 in there. He started running a little bit, but he loves just dishing early service and... All right, you've convinced me. Yeah, look, I think Crossland might get you the safe 45, but Buller could get you a ton. Yeah. I'm chasing the ceiling. Okay, I might reach out to your love <laughs> child this week and let him know. <laughs> He's out of the side. All right, uh, we'll go through and answer some final questions from you guys. Uh, Matthew Barrett says, Fade Carl Oluwapu. I'm more than happy to do it now, especially with Phoenix and Isaiah Katoa <laughs> playing round 13. I think that makes the decision for me. Yeah, Olapu not playing round 13 for the Doggies. So starting now, we had a look at him as an 80-minute man and round 14, 15, he'll still be very cheap and we can lock him in there for around 16 play if, if we're keen on him, which I think there's every chance we will be, but no need to do it just yet. So what Doggies are... He's also 5'8", so with Manu getting dual and me holding him, I, I don't awkward. see myself getting Carl now. They play 16 and 19, the Dogs. So if he comes in and plays well in 80 minutes, which he probably will, I can see myself buying him, but it wouldn't be till round 14 earliest. Yeah. I mean, last two weeks played 50, 55 minutes, 16 and 25. Yeah. So you're obviously hoping for attacking stats from him. Uh, but at the moment, I don't think I'm going to own him at any point. The one thing that would help him is, obviously at the moment, just Birdo's the man. He's going to do everything for them. He's playing halfback, controlling it. If Birdo plays Origin 16 and 19, Oluwapu could get his hands on the ball a lot more. That's true. But but again, let's let's just reassess yeah. after the buy. We'll wait and see. Uh, okay, this one's uh, Jim P from Tri, which I believe is a gymnasium or something of the sort. Uh, I have Cleary and Hines sell one with upcoming buys in Origin. Go home. What the hell's a go home? <laughs> I, how fucking good were the Simpson memes that popped oh up? My the fella sent him in last night. I was pissing myself. Fucking pissing myself. The Matty the Waterboy is Wendell. <laughs> is the best ever. I love that. I, I can't believe I'm so disappointed we didn't think of that. I know. Yours is Gunter. I forget his name. I'm yours pretty sure Gunter. it's Cecil. So Cecil. I say Bob's brother. Cecil. By the way, for our younger Cecil. audience out there. <laughs> Cecil underdunked Williger. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Yeah. For our younger audience, if you're not a Simpsons person, do yourself a favour. Make yourself a Simpsons person. You'll probably enjoy us a lot more then. Yeah, and start from like season one slash season like three or four. Don't None of this new shit. And don't go beyond ten. Yeah. Uh, without digressing too much, I, I give a bit of love up to, about you season, to digress. up to about season 15. But oh, there's some good stuff in there. There's some shit in there too. There's though. a little bit, but... I mean, at least 11 to sort of 12, 13. Maybe by 14, 15, we're getting off track. I'll give, you, I'll give you up to 12. Yeah, right. Season three to 12 is pure gold. Oh, though. my goodness. It just, it, there, yeah. there's, no, there's no misses in there. It is unreal. Um, the question we were talking about was Cleary Hines. I'm sell, I've sold Cleary. You're going to sell Hines? Is that what you're leaning towards at the moment? 
Yeah, so this is the way that I see it. I did a big bit, bit of research into this yesterday and keeping this week. So 930K, break even 148. Not a chance you're selling this week against the Knights because he probably hits about 248. You could, if the Knights don't turn up, we, you don't know what night side you're going to get them. If the Knights don't turn up this week in coughs, 200's on the cards. If they do turn up, you could go 40. But anyway. Um, the Knights squad went to Bali on Tuesday, just flew there and flew back. <laughs> Secret recipe. Yeah, they're fresh. So Sharky's by round 13. He misses round six. Let's say he plays Origin, surely. He'll miss round 16 to Origin, then round 17. So he plays two of the next five games after this this week against the Knights. Those two games are against the Broncos in Cronulla and then Melbourne at Amy Park. Two or five games, and you can cash him in at what should be around about 900k. Are you are you confident? He's, like I, I, and I've been saying it for weeks. So surely he plays Origin, but mate. The way that Jerome Lawai played the other night, I, I reckon he's the favourite to wear six at the moment. Thinking Birdo 14. I reckon there's a really good chance we could see Birdo 14. Really good chance. Just because he's been there and he's done it before. And I know he didn't play the greatest Maybe. game of all time, Maybe. but I, I just think even getting in that, like we spoke about with Kemby, getting, getting in that stink last year. Yeah. I, like, I reckon Freddie fucking love Birdo. So, he's a Penrith boy too. I just, yeah. And then I, I suppose... If you've got Birdo at 14, you don't really need Nico as 18th man, do you? No. You know the other thing I think is important about Birdo that could play a favour? Fucking, who do you think is going to be the number one fucker in Freddie's ear talking up Birdo? Phil Gould. Yeah. yeah. One of Freddie's yeah. ride and dies. So I reckon there's a really good chance Ooh. Birdo could land 14. In which case, which is part of the reason why I, I think Nico is the sell during that period. Could be completely wrong. Nico goes the hold. Sorry, yes. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, in which case, sweet, I'd absolutely hang tight. Yeah. But if he does get picked, I think that's the play. Yeah, fair shout. Okay, um, <laughs> Tommy Davenport, 13. What to do with Teddy? Got 200K in the bank. Mate, is Teddy, I, personally, I think if, if you've still got Teddy till now, you're crazy to sell him this week. Roosters, backs against the wall this week. They will be hurting. They lose a couple, which we both said I think it could benefit them. They've also got, I know they've been terrible like as a side the last two weeks, but Crichton and Satili, who have both got games under their belt now, back from um, lengthy stints out. So uh, the Dragons, like this game last year when they, the Roosters-Dragons, there was the infamous I sold Joey Manu game. And yeah. he scored like 180. Teddy scored about 120 or something. They destroyed them. I mentioned before, I think, this could be Teddy's game to shine. Going into Origin, Roosters bash against the wall, and no Joey Manu to stun him. I like you don't sell him this week. Next oh, week, the infamous Joey Manu game. I was at the Great uh, Doncaster Hotel in Kensington watching this mm. game, and I was carrying on a fucking treat because I'd captained him, as you remember. Mm. Uh, and I went up to the bar, and the guy behind the bar goes, "Hey Guru, did you buy Joey Manu?" I went, what gave it away? He went, so did I. <laughs> yes, go. <laughs> Unreal. Um, yeah, I think you're definitely holding this week. After that, we can you can make a decision. He's got the bye in round 13, obviously. But, uh, I mean, fuck. Surely he gets... <laughs> surely he gets 50-odd points at minimum this weekend. Break him is 81. He'll lose a little bit more coin. But, fuck, like, well, he's, he's at 557k I, at the moment. I mean, like. even, like... Last week against Penrith, right, they were beaten 48-6, whatever it was. He scored 29, sweet. Line through it. 
the two weeks before it, he did nothing and scored 60 set, 61 and 57. I'm like, one was in the bog against the Warriors and then the other one was against the Cows and they got well beaten. I just, not a chance of selling this week. Over the last three weeks, he's scored a grand total of 20 creative stats. He's still averaging, he's still at a three-round average of 49. Yeah. He scored one Hasn't try. scored a try in that period he's either. scored one try this season. Yeah. So just, yeah, I think if, you held, if you've held Teddy this long, you have to play him this week. He could be a great pot option this week. Could yeah, be unreal. He'll be my VC, I tell you that much. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Billy Smith, Mr. Reliable. <laughs> but yeah, well, we'll talk about Captain Soon's obviously yeah. a reason for that. Um, okay, uh, should I trade in Helam Lukey? That's from Zachary. I'm no, you're yes. I like him. You like him? Yeah. Uh, as you said, it's, it's, it's not without risk, but... Yep. Dude can play. Uh, next one comes from Josh Flett. Hopgood or Maddo, the better buy. Obviously, big round 13 coverage. Which one are you leaning towards, mate? I mean, first and foremost, I wouldn't go early on Maddo. Yep. Just because of potential origin selection. I don't think he'll be there, but wouldn't shock. Who's a better buy? Keep in mind, Junior's about to go into origin camp, so that'll, that helps both of them, I guess. So Yeah. I like Hopgood. He just looks so good. He plays big minutes, offloads, has some a bit of attack in him. But I don't know. They're both they're both good shouts. Yeah, I'll say that I, I had a few people message me on the weekend and say, "Geez, Hopgood scored a try. And only got eighty one. I mean, he played seventy two minutes. He got sixty four in base. He scored a try off a kick. So sixty four in base. base. Yeah. What are we complaining so about? We, we say it time and time again, but when players score tries, there's there's Score it off a kick, you don't get a line break, 10 points. I I guess you might get a point for a run, possibly, but you don't – if you score a try – I don't think you do. If you, yeah, yeah, if you score a try through a line break – so two points for a run, 12. If you score a try through a line break or even just crashing through people, you generally get two tackle busts. That's another four up to 16. So a try for kick is about half of what it would be off a line breaks yeah. or a run. 100%. So – I wouldn't be looking at it that way and he had at all. The week before against the Knights, he had 67 in base. So two weeks before. Oof. Yeah. The only thing I would say, and I, I'll point it out once again, Parramatta have the buy in round 14, yeah. so just be prepared for that. The other thing that I think people just need to keep in mind, uh, Parramatta have got the buy round 27. So you are going to need some trades for the back end there if you've still got all these guys. And also keep in mind, if you're a Latrell Cody guy, South have the buy round 26. So just keep that in mind with your trades. That a lot of people right now have got a few bunnies, whether it's AJ, Walker, Latrell. A lot of people have a lot of eels. You probably, I would say on average, teams have about six bunnies or eels and they're not going to play in the last two weeks. Spoken like a true drafty. You got it's the true drafty. on round 27. But I think it is something bucks. to be aware of because I remember last year we got to the end of the season, everyone, i got no fucking trades. That's like mad. Half your super coach team is going to be missing in the next yeah. two weeks and all your good work could be undone so quickly. Yeah. So quickly. For sure. That's where if you can make it work, I personally think if you can save a boost to the back end, I do think it will be very valuable in those weeks. Yeah, I'm saving one till I might have to use my fourth one next week to get 13. I think I probably will if I want to get 13 because of the Billy Smith trade. Yeah. Um, but the plan all along has been to save one for around 20 or 21 once the pipe is done to get shit sorted. That's very good chance doing. we get to the last week of the season and there's a lot of teams with Dill Brown, Hopgood, Matto, not yeah. playing that week. So just something to keep in mind, very long-term thinking. 
but you are going to need a couple of trades for the back end. Um, now, this was my favourite question of the week. This one comes from Brandon Jones. Um, before he sledges us, it should be noted that he spells Jones with a Z, so he's not here to fuck spiders. He's the real deal. <laughs> Is it time to sell Payne Haas? You boys never talk about him because you shit at Supercoach. From Jones Z. What a sledge. Yeah. He's hit a swear. Well, spell the Z, you know he means business. Oh, yeah, he's, like, he's not here to fuck around. He'll yeah. hurt you. He could push my mum down the stairs and I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> not to be messed around with. Uh, like, for starters, of course he was always going to be a good buy, but the reason we didn't buy him was because of the origin period where he's about to miss 13, 16, 19, and with the way the Broncos are going this season, I would suggest there is every single chance that he plays reduced minutes in rounds 14, 17 and 20, if not getting rest in those games entirely because you'll play big minutes in origin. And do I wish I started the season with him? Absolutely I wish I started the season with him. The dude's a gun. He's having 77. It's like, damn, I wish I owned him, but has he hurt me that much? Not really. Not going to hurt me at all. The two weeks before, he's 92 on the weekend. Even 92 is like, cool. If, if a centre wing scores 92 and they've scored a few tries and you're like, you're like oh, okay, cool, but you know, it's not 140. Like, I'm not reeling from it. The two weeks before this, he scored 55 and 63. Yeah. And the week that he scored a try and he should have gone berserk, they only played him for 45 minutes because they were up by so much. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the reality of Payne Haas because mm. I'll tell you what, if New South Wales are to stand a chance in this series, he is going to have to go enormous. Yeah. Freddie will be asking a lot of yeah. Payne, and so he should be. He's the premier front row forward. Mm. But that really does worry me, especially when you look, you know, Origin next few weeks, got the buy round 16, buy round 19. Brisbane are sitting in it with a very favourable, they're, like, they're top two at the moment and they've got three buys up their sleeve still. That's the, that's the key. They're, um, because they're doing well, they'll be in a position to not play him stupid minutes backing up. Whereas, yeah. So round 14, so post Origin 1, He'll play, the Broncos play the Saturday. So just that slightly quicker turnaround. So pretty short turnaround from Origin. Round, what do they got? Round 17, they play the Sunday. So a bit longer, but yeah, it's, as you said, it's, we're not hiding from the fact that we wish we owned Payne Hush to this point, but. He's also a guy that even if he does back up from Origin, he'll play reduced minutes. You'd rather him not play. You know, I'm hoping that he does back up from Origin a few times and score a couple of 50s and 40s, and then we can buy him towards the back end. A little bit like cheaper. Payne Hustis, who's, who's been this Adonis of a player all season, and I incorrectly went down the, the Joe Tappany route instead of going Haas early on in the season. Taps, who has had this complete failure of a year by Supercoach standards and hasn't been playing as big a minutes and stats as, as we'd hoped, he's averaging 62. Like, again, I can cop it. Yeah, happy to deal with it. Taps, Taps is nine games this year. Every score between 57 and 70. And guess who plays through the origin period? Yeah, Joe Tappanay. So he'll, he'll make up those 15 points more so, than yeah, he's averaging. So the 15 points a game he's losing to Haas thus far, he's about to play around 13 when Payne Haas doesn't. So yeah. If you go Payne Haas to Joe Tappanay now, credit to you. Well yeah, done. Yeah. But Good stuff. So be it. Thanks for coming, Jonesy. Um, all right, let's talk about captains and VCs this week. Uh, mate, Nico Hines against Newcastle Knights, 3 p.m. Saturday, Coffs Harbour. Are you crazy to go with anything else? I personally thought he did sweet FA last week and mm. scored 100. I think so, mate. It's 
as I said, we know there's a resilient Knights side in there that turn up sometimes, but we've also seen we were on the sideline for the Parramatta game where it was one of the – it was just not pretty in any way at all. So if that Newcastle Knights side turns up at Coffs Harbour this weekend, Nico goes 150 plus in his sleep. Yep. And I think if even the Newcastle Knights side from last week turns up, you might go 100. Yeah. So. I, I think you'd be pretty crazy to not go Nico this week. So with that being the question, which VC are you looking at? You mentioned James Tedesco, which I think for you, if you own Teddy, is a great play this week. Um, at the end of the day, whoever whoever you take as your VC, they're probably going to have to score 150 to even Correct. have the conversation. Yeah, I think you, if you're a Latrell owner and you can swing that, as you said, Indigenous round, Bunnies always pump para. Yep. They're also missing a few players. So I think Latrell's are a great VC shout. Latrell, Cody, I think both of them are good little slaps this week, but I'll be going Billy Smith as a bit of a flyer, but I'm so confident. <laughs> Honestly, 140, I would still go. Uh, 140, I'd take Nico. Yeah, I would still take yeah. Nico, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So. 150 is where the, the SC playbook... VC loophole calculator will be getting some we're getting a workout. That is unbelievable. Eh? <laughs> unbelievable. Um, so yeah, Nico Hines in Indigenous round, I think he's the way to go at Coffs Harbour. Well, that's true, isn't it? Well, yeah, why won't Nico fire up for Indigenous round as well? So yeah, he'll deliver. Um, now, mate, before we do leave, I have some got some good news for you. It's just come hot off the press. It's smoking hot. Uh, Rapana signs a one-year extension. Thank Christ. And I can sleep tonight. Another one, Albert Hopawato, two years. I think he's a really nice signing in Canberra. I don't know if it's pen to paper yet, but Hutto Young, apparently like a four-year extension coming in. So oh, Four years, how good. That would have broke me. After the Jack news, if it didn't break me, if we lost Hutto as well, I would have been like, screw up. Do you, do you think Hutto ever has the potential to be a third? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, like big body, defends well. Could ball play if you need him to, but... Oh, he can ball play, I reckon. Yeah, I, like, I don't think you need him at 13, but no. why not? Could be a... Yeah. Fuck, he's a good footballer. So I, good. I hope he plays Origin. God, yeah. I hope he plays Origin. Um, someone said to me last week, they uh, said to me yesterday, they were like, yeah, but if Hutto plays Origin, he could get sent off. I go, I know. That's why I want him there. <laughs> I want him <laughs> to disrupt. I want him yeah. to be chaotic and as possible. I hope Birdo can. runs off the bench and starts flying with punches as well. It's <laughs> exactly why I want him. Um, all right, guys, uh, thank you for joining us. Trades. Trades. Uh, I am going to go Garuva for... <laughs> Uh, Billy Smith at the moment, um, and I, I, I've tossed up this Lomax one, but I, I don't think I've got the balls to do it, and I'm too scared of how it could blow up in my face. Mm. So I, I think that's the only trade I'm going to make this week. What are you thinking? Had you not had the Sloan debacle a few weeks ago, <laughs> would that be enough? Already to, forgotten what you're talking about. Would that be enough to go uh, Lomax? And I really do think Lomax is going to have a good two or three weeks. Mm. And I, I, I don't want to be. I hate people that are like, oh, I'm going to do this, then I don't, yeah. and then in three weeks I'm going, oh, I did say that. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah. 
And I'm happy to admit I don't have the balls to do it. But if you're out there looking for a play, I reckon he could be really nice last next few weeks. Yes. I am eyeing Billy Smith and Helam Lukey. Uh, going out, I've got to work it out. Still, Hosking is obviously said a bit team dependent. Well, I want to wait on a bit more news around his minutes and how he's going and all that. But very reluctant to trade him. So I've got a few options around Jules and there's... Taruv is probably one who has to go. Then one of either Val or Bizza. Val plays something like three out of eight games in that round 13 to 20 period. So he has to go. Yeah. I don't want to trade him this week, but he's definitely going for me next week anyway. As we said, teams aren't scoring that well against Supercoach-wise against the Tigers. It is at Leichhardt, which traditionally they haven't been going that well at. But So as I said, I don't want to sell Val this week, but it might be just the forced hand. Yeah, and for me next week, I've, I've got Val Holmes, I've got Olakowatu. Val, I will definitely sell. And Olakowatu, I think if he plays Origin... You have to sell if he I'll plays. I'll let him go. Yeah, yeah. so um, I'm not sure who I'll move to after that. I haven't quite worked that out yet, but Val's definitely a guy that I'd be happy to move. Might be a Lomax play there, but I might be a week too late. We'll see. <laughs> um, anything else, Timbo? All good, mate. All good. Guys, thanks for joining us once again on Beers and Breakevens. Uh, by the way, we didn't mention it uh, when we should have, but uh, we obviously mentioned our favourite Supercoach Indigenous players. Uh, let us know in the comments who are your top three Supercoach Indigenous players of all time. For those of you that have made it to the very back end, congratulations to you. Wish I mentioned that in the 20th minute instead of <laughs> the 80th, but can't win them all. Uh, also, guys, uh, Blue Wealth Property, they've, all, they've obviously got those events coming up that we spoke about earlier. Wealth Through Property, live at Olympic Park, Tuesday, 30th of May, 630 PM. The link is in the description on YouTube. If you can't find it, reach out to myself or Timmy. We'll hook you up. They've also got at their Hilton Hotel, Sydney, uh, the 1st of June, 6.30 p.m. Well through property. So two options there with, of course, a webinar available as well. And guys, go grab yourself a case of Bloke in a Bar this week. I think it's the last opportunity to grab the 2023 jerseys that are unreal before they go up to about 120 of the best. So make sure you get in, grab those, grab yourself a case of Bloke in a Bar this weekend. Enjoy Indigenous Round. I have no doubt whatsoever it's going to be one of the more exciting ones of the weekend. And uh, fingers crossed, Nico goes big for us. He will, mate. He'll yeah, good. See you next time, guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.